Okay, everybody. Way too important of an episode tonight. No introduction. I'm giving it right to you right away. My buddy Blaine Wheeler in the house. Blaine, how are we doing tonight? How are we doing tonight? I mean, this um, is a late one, but we are yeah. we're in it we, to win it. So a quick little story here before we before we hop right in. We <laughs> experienced some adversity. I had some adversity hit me today. Um, it added a couple hours to the end of my day. So I just got home. But hey, I think what they say in the show business, Blaine, is the show must go on. And yes. so we're here. We're talking football. It is uh, it's finally week one, week zero, a little bit of a tease. Week one, college football. We're going to get to that. Um, we're going to get to a little Chiefs talk at the end. Um, Chiefs obviously off this weekend. All the NFL's off. So not as important, but always important in our minds. So we'll get, we'll touch it a little bit. But I want to get, I, I, this is going to be maybe a little bit interesting because I want to get into this. This is exciting to me and just some absolute tomfoolery. And at the end of the day, it kind of shows me really what or how important high school football is i mean people are just crazy about it but we're gonna we're talking about the bishop sycamore uh (laughs) scandal (laughs) this scandal is something else for a quick backstory bishop sycamore a supposed high school in uh columbus ohio took on img academy on sunday and lost 58 to (laughs) zero okay boat raced Keep all that in mind just as I go through this little spreadsheet I have here, because, folks, it could take a second. There's a lot of information. (laughs) So um, we're going to start out with a little background of Bishop Sycamore, okay, and we're going to move along. Bishop Sycamore is a – this is all per CBS Sports plane, okay? So this isn't me just spitballing. This is from the big guys. Your sources. Yeah. Yeah. they are allegedly an online charter school. So the way I interpret that is that they're not even in-person classes. Like it's a not, high school online. The way I read it too, not registered within the state of, of Ohio. Is that? Yes. They are okay. not a part of the Ohio uh, High School Athletic Association. They're not <laughs> even. Um, and so that brings up a point that uh, since it's just a charter school, it's not a Catholic school. And Bishop, like if you have a school that says Bishop something, like a bishop is somebody within the Catholic Church. Right. The, the diocese of Columbus, the Catholic diocese or whatever, I don't know if I'm probably butchering that, you know, not a, not not, a Catholic not a guy, Catholic, but sorry. they say that sycamore has never been a bishop in catholicism <laughs> so there's strike one if a catholic being... is that yeah if a catholic said yes yeah. yeah and he automatically knows so we already touched on not a part of ohio high school athletic association they have copied the name bishop sycamore and it's actually in it's a high school in texas in the catholic athletic association league Private school in Texas. The website for this for this football team, uh, they had five total posts about football, none since May 21st. You would think that there would be some coverage leading up to the game against one of the biggest 
high schools for college or for high school football in the country, let alone all sports. I mean, IMG is what a top three high, athletics high school. It has to be, yeah. I mean, that, it there's no ifs I would love, or buts about it. No, there's not. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, so you you spent some more time on the Bishop Sycamore football team uh, webpage, the About Us page. And the staff page is blank. <laughs> so not only do they not have any information about where they are or what they do for a football team, but they don't even have a staff. So who's coaching these people? <laughs> and don't worry, it gets better. Their schedule says 2021 coming soon. They've already played two games, Blaine. Like you said, against IMG. <laughs> They have a GoFundMe page, and it, it the description is a new Columbus-based football program. So that's weird, and they've only raised $140 of their $20,000 <laughs> goal, and it's since been deleted. Where did they get the, the money for the jerseys from? Where did they get – oh, I would love to dive into I this. don't know. Do you, have you seen that video that's going around of them in the locker room? No. There's like a video of them, bro. Literally, their coach is giving them a, a pregame speech, and they're like getting ready to go out there and beat up on IMG. The, and okay, hold on, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is just insane. Okay, as of Tuesday, this past Tuesday, so the 29th, no, 30th, no, Tuesday was the 29th, 30th, 30th, 31st, 31st. There's 31 no. days in August. There's 31 days in August. Today's the 1st right. of September. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yesterday, Tuesday, August 31st, they were still scheduled to play powerhouse high school programs in Maryland and Connecticut last year. Oh, the Bishop Sycamore. Guess what their mascot is? The, cent- the Centurions. So not only were the Centurions supposed to play all these powerhouse programs, know that they've already played IMG. They have two scheduled in Maryland and Connecticut. They were 0-6 last year, and they were outscored 227-42. to So how – How do they book? Right. Does... And why are these – Why? okay, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. The, the scheduling, they play on Friday. They played Friday, August 27th, lost 19-7 to against a team, I believe, that was from Pennsylvania. Don't quote me on that. I think it's Pennsylvania. But then they played IMG on the 29th. So they played a football game on a Friday and turned around and played on the, the next Sunday. So they had a day off, Blaine. <laughs> Absolutely beat to the – and then they got absolutely, like you said, to quote Blaine, boat raced 58-0 to IMG. Now, that's not really that big of a surprise because IMG could probably beat a legit high school 58-0. But, let, alone, let alone a bunch of guys running around with dead legs. Okay, but then listen to this. So this is what is on the roster for the Centurions. They have listed as their quarterback Jalen Knight, who is a quarterback, whose huddle page supposedly says he was unrecruited and he graduated in 2021. So he's already graduated, and he's on the team. It also says that he was a quarterback in Baltimore. 
Now, I don't know if you're very good at geography, Blaine, and listeners, I don't, I don't know if you're very good at geography, but Baltimore is in Maryland, and this team is supposedly from Columbus, Ohio. High school grad transfer portal. So how did he get there? And then to, get, to make matters worse, Trillian Harris listed as just a quarterback on the team. Two, 247 Sports lists Harris as 2021 quarterback from California. He was also not recruited by any major colleges. So I mentioned that recruiting stuff because there's three, there's three prongs to this that have blame. And I, I guess I'll start with the lowest blame is Bishop Sycamore. I think they had the least amount of blame. I mean, if they're scamming people, like you can't blame a scammer. You blame the people that get scammed. Like, you know what I mean? I have a hard time wrapping my head around the whole thing. I do and too, but like. But you know, you took a nosedive and I can agree with that. If my thought process of it, they're on ESPN, Chandler. How does somebody, how does somebody not catch it? So I think you might I don't be, know. I think, I, I, no, you're right. ESPN, ESPN's on the prong. They're who I blame the most. But okay. Bishop Sycamore, I blame the least, but I still blame. I mean, first off, to, to get a bunch of, obviously, like, college cage, college age kids or older and play against high school players, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this coach... <laughs> I forgot to say this. I heard this on a podcast. This coach is like going to court. Like he's like in trouble. Like he might be going to jail. Civil lawsuits. Multiple. Yeah, definitely. Especially if I'm an IMG parent. I don't want my kids out there playing against some freaking adult man. With those IMG kids, a lot of them actually have a pro future. Yeah, exactly. And so what happens when one of those guys who doesn't give a shit about what he's doing out there hits him illegally or whatever, whatever the case might be. That's what was going through my head. Hell, he might be 30 years old. Second, the second part of the second prong is definitely IMG. I mean, first right. off, super soft. To, I forgot to say this. They played this. They played the Centurions last year. IMG did. There's So they have to have some sort of idea about them. Do they There's... or do they not? they have to my there has to be some kind of underground money something going on or else yes. they would not there's it's not, i it think it's going to keep getting uncovered in court i think img has some other sleeve what i just don't understand why would they need to they just don't need to do that i mean they could play real teams and win so it's like why do you need this easy game what does it do for right. you right they play any any high school across the country it would be ecstatic to play them and they they are quiet. I can't believe, and no one's saying anything about them. I, that's why I don't understand. Why are not more people roasting IMG? I think they completely deserve it. Right. I mean, and then they come out and they, like, I know they're high school kids, and they're probably not the most mature, even though you think of, like, these academies of having, like, grown-ass men. They're still 16, 17, 18 years old. Right. They come out with a TikTok which I hate that I'm even talking about it, but it just pissed me off because it's like, mm, saw it. you know, nice win. I mean, nice. Like, like, I mean, it just doesn't really mean anything. So I don't know. They're probably second to most blame, but the third to most blame is easily ESPN. How this slipped through their cracks. 
First off, I heard this. This is a really good point. I hate to talk about other podcasts, but honestly, credit where credit is due. They had Tom Luganville out there, who's the number one ESPN recruiter, like coverage guy, like big time name and rivals, big time college recruit, like news guy. I mean, he's at this fake ass high school game covering these guys, and everyone's saying that. Um, everyone says that that the Centurions had like all these four or five star recruits. So it's like none of these colleges have heard of him. Luganville hadn't heard of any of them, and they're just making them look kind of like idiots, putting their own people out on the limb. I just do not understand what ESPN has to gain because you know that they had to pay There's these schools some... to be on TV. There's something going on there that just like it's, some underground. It's so baffling. It's the craziest thing. And how ESPN would do that. Who all it and IMG. IMG is kind of honestly chicken shit in terms of playing them again. Like I get it, you get shame once, shame on you. Shame I mean, don't get fooled again. How does Jake right. Cole say it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Something like that. In his intro, like, George W. Bush. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, but ESPN, look it up. Aren't you looking up the teams? But they had, they had, if they're sending their number one recruiting guy to the game, it's on, this is what kills me the most. Everyone it is watching It's week one of football across yeah. America. Every, I don't care if. Higginsville High School is out there playing Lamar or who the hell right. cares? No, they're gonna somebody's. Gonna I'm be watching, watching it. The nation's yeah. gonna be watching it. it. I just cannot believe this story. It's one of the craziest sports stories I've ever been a part of. I think it has the the uh, what's wrong for? I think it has to grab the pull, whatever you want to call it, for a thirty for thirty at least an ESPN I think it short. Does. Yeah, I do too. I mean, dude, when you really sit down and think about it, I mean, these people just schemed. I, well, Roy Johnson, you got to assume, just kind of scheming for the money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Like, why else would you do that? Like, what, you know, like, what, what is, what is, what do you stand to benefit if it's not monetary? You're not going to get it on your resume. Like, there's, a, I, I read about something too. There's supposedly like a ABC reporter in Columbus that was pushing these athletes through is talking is like trying to hype them up as a legit high school program. And he's under fire because he might have something to do with under with the monetary value of, of promoting this program. Uh, and so maybe is ESPN in that too, in the monetary or is somebody else in there too? There might, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna follow this this lawsuit, and I feel like this might just be the beginning, and shit I might think, start going haywire. I really like things like this, and this could be something that I follow for a long time. I don't really want to lose. I feel like this could be one of those things that like goes away. You know? No, I don't think it will, Chandler. I think everyone's bought in like you are too. It's I hope one of the most fascinating. It's too fascinating. Then let's get on the bus. Everything's always about like crime and you know nasty stuff. This is like a just a complete scandal. Barstool selling T-shirts, Bishop Sycamore yeah. football. Like it's and, everyone's gonna be wearing them around the bars at college towns. <laughs> and the cool. memes, dude. Oh yeah. my god, the memes have been so good. They have been amazing. Social media is having a heyday with this. I'm glad you nosedived into it or nosedove, whichever. 
Whichever. It's also just crazy. One more thing that the story broke Sunday. I mean, it broke right after the game, it seemed like. These schools in Pennsylvania or Maryland and Connecticut were still scheduled to play them. <laughs> Why would you not have already canceled? I mean, just save a little face, but whatever. Gross. Crazy world. Crazy, crazy world what football can do for you and what it, you know. I mean, there was obviously a large enough money for this coach to pull these guys together and play IMG. So, football's pretty important, I guess you could say, Blaine. Heck of a start to the football season we got. Yeah. Know. Amazing, amazing scandal. I'm sorry to sorry to go off on a tangent there, but that just needed to be talked about. You can't you can't talk about uh, anything before you talk about something as big as that, in my opinion. But we're moving on to college football, me and Blaine in the house. This is episode eight, I believe. Eight or nine of the Figure It Out podcast. I should probably know, but I don't. It's not really that important to me because it's week one of the college football season. Yes, it we is. Have games, we have games five days in a row if I did my math right. We have games Thursday. We have – well, actually, six days in a row, if you include tonight, because I'm watching a college football game right now, Blaine. Fighting Deion so Sanders. I'm good. Nope. That's Jackson State. This is Jacksonville State. We need to record. We need to re- Oh, I'm off to a bad start, brother. No, you're fine. It's really okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull you through. We'll get on track here. But, yes, so I'm counting Wednesday as a day. Wednesday, one. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's right, folks. I was right. Six days straight of college football. And we're starting off Thursday night, tomorrow night. I really want to talk about SEMO one more time real quick. Um, Southern Illinois is a really good football team. And while I am very confident in the home team and rivalry games, first Career start for JUCO transfer CJ Ogbana. From what I've seen at practice, I've been at practice. He looks good. Dual threat kid, pretty big, fits in the pocket well, but tough when the crowd's going to be rocking. Nothing else going on in this area. I mean, it has like a, it has a, it has a legit feel to it. There's some actual, there's some hatred here. Um, I really hope Simo can pull it off, man. It'd be nice. It'd be unbelievable. So but, this is this is the rivalry you were talking about on our last podcast, week zero. You get a, a big time rivalry for you. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, six thirty at Hauk Field here in Cape Girardeau. It's the war of the wheel, Blaine. The war of the wheel. And it'll be rocking. I can't wait. Um, but we're gonna move on to the power five. But we got you got it. Who you got? I mean, you you oh. got you you got, Sorry, if, if, for those who haven't, my episode with Lucas, I did say I have SEMO 24-7. Right. Okay. Yep. Just want to reiterate. Reiterate. I will reiterate. I'm sticking with it. I'm definitely taking the home team. Why wouldn't Perfect. Um, sorry, I should also mention I'm doing a fantasy draft right now as we go through the pod. So, <laughs> um, But you know what? That's football. I like it. And whatever. Okay, Blaine. Let's get into Thursday. So I had, some ideas. I had some ideas for Thursday. 
Um, I just have a couple – I have a couple games written down that really interest me that I have some good talking points on. Um, I'm going to start with Ohio State and Minnesota. Um, okay. This is incredibly intriguing, not only because it's a Big Ten matchup right off the bat, but because Ohio State, obviously we know what their brand is and how good they are. But they are starting C.J. Stroud. And I also – C.J. Stroud, freshman – he might be a redshirt freshman. I think he is. I think he's a redshirt freshman, yeah, but he'll he get his field. first first career start at Minnesota. Um, I mean, PJ Fleck is probably going to have the boys fired up. I'd have to imagine. I think it's very weird that it's a that's Minnesota plus fourteen and a half. That yeah. doesn't. It seems like they're not sold on Stroud. Like Vegas isn't. So I, I think mean, Minnesota. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, I mean, Minnesota, they returned their starting quarterback. They returned four out of five offensive linemen. They're tight end. They're running back. Um, yeah. It's just I one think, of those games where it's at, at Minnesota in the warm weather. It's one of the few games that they're just, I mean, ecstatic for Ohio State coming to town in conference. It's not – I'm not going to say anybody can win it because they can't. I'm going to take Ohio State. But, right, you know, you never well, know what can happen week one, like you said, with C.J. Stroud. No, you you never know. But I, what I my final prediction, I think Ohio State keeps it. I think, excuse me, I think Minnesota keeps it close, but just not enough in the end. Yeah. Um, as long as they protect yeah. CJ Stroud and can run the ball, I'm, any any quarterback anymore is going to be able to throw it. So as he long as you can control, yeah. As long as you can control the, as you can get established in running game, and uh, the throwing will come. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And a deep dive in, Minnesota starting a freshman cornerback against Olave, uh, against Wilson. Master Teague returns, too. I I just think Jason Day is going to have a heyday with Minnesota's defense. Either way you look at it, you just can't bet against Ohio State. No way you can can bet against them. Okay, Um, moving on. Next game I have – all right, Blaine, do you have a game written down for Thursday? Um, I want to talk about a little bit about Temple Rutgers. We're going to overlook that, but I want to go there first. Okay. I think I go love, there. I think I love Rutgers. Do we have Rutgers plus? What do you have on your line? Fourteen um, and a half there. Let me get it up here. What did you say? I have Rutgers plus fourteen and a half on my line. Um, to be frank. I love Rutgers in this game, and I think that's one of your locks of you're gonna if you're gonna pick the Thursday slates. You know, I'm not huge on picking that Minnesota Ohio State game. This is one uh-huh. I'm adding to it. Temple oh. is just they're predicted to finish last in the in the American. Oh really? Yeah, and I've got it not, minus fourteen and a half. Yeah, so I don't know how they're favored by this much. Maybe they know something I don't. Transfers, you name it. One and six last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost a quarterback to the portal. Rutgers returns a lot of their guys, and you got Greg Schiano, who's who had a pretty decent year last year. Rutgers have just mm-hmm. been notorious bad, notoriously bad. bad. But Ray at Rice. home, Rutgers game, I, I, I'm going, I'm going Rutgers there. So. I love that. That seems like that really seems like easy money mm-hmm. to me, because you know that a, the Big Ten, the players are just so much better than the American, and I actually like the American. I mean, I think it's good football, but I agree. It's just a big difference. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, one that I had written down that is just below Rutgers Temple, 
the Citadel at Coastal Carolina. <laughs> I'm incredibly intrigued, uh, not only because I like the Chanticleers. Uh, quick shout out to Dave Steckel. He's calling Chanticleers games again this year. Wow. He started doing it last year on the radio, and he's doing it this year. So, Is he a color guy, or is he – he is not the play-by-play. So right, if you consider but, the other guy the color. I mean, that might the, be per- – that's got to be entertainment. He's the Dennis Heim of the Chanticleers, if you will. Okay, I will. How do I get so, the stream? Uh, no, he's on the radio. So you have to look up what radio station it is. Radio stream, you can do that, 2020. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> so Coastal – very intriguing. Obviously, we know what happened to them last year. Um, I mean, they. I'm talking about 2019 when football was still going on, but right. that'll they didn't play. They played a couple games in 2020. Um, they are poised for another run at the uh, what conference are they in? I should know this. I guess it doesn't matter. They're poisoning their comments around. And uh, <laughs> testing. They have Grayson McCallback, who's their quarterback from last year. They say that he has the potential to be like in the Heisman voting, and his ceiling is like a seat in New York. He's wow. not gonna win the Heisman. He's not gonna win the Heisman, but I read an article today that said that they can they can make it or he can make it to the at least the ceremony, which that's big time for real. Honestly, in my opinion, that is big. ESPN Plus is streaming it, so it might be something to where if the game at, you know, the first game on, you turn it over to watch that guy. Right, I agree completely. Yes. Um, Do you have anything on that game? The line is you don't have anything on that game. It's like thirty-five, I think. I didn't, you know, I didn't really pay a ton of attention to it. That's a massive number. Yeah, it's minus thirty-five. The Citadel, probably not horrible though. I mean, those are I think it's a military school, dude. They're gonna be tough. So gonna have to watch out for that one. Blaine, what's your game, buddy? You got the floor. It's obviously gonna move to me to Boise State, UCF. This is a great game. I have that one. Let's go. At the bounce house bounce house. When you get an environment like this for the first game of, of really of college football if you don't count nebraska illinois and, and week zero this is going to be a heck of a, a heck of a you know gus miles on it at ucf they got a ton of transfers coming in um of course, dylan naturally. gabriel returns a lot of starters return for ucf so mm-hmm. i haven't done a ton of research into boise state but i know that they've just had a lot of overturn in their coaching staff over the last three years yeah. So I think I'm going to hammer UCF five and a half um, at home in the bounce house. Five and a half? Yeah. And lock it oh. in. Oh. Do they not trust? Now, we do need to we do need to mention I love Dylan Gabriel before he got hurt. He was sick. But dude, that guy got like destroyed. Remember that? No, Remember? that's not Dylan Gabriel. Yes, so huh? Dylan Gabriel. No, that was the one before them, and he transferred. Um, where did he transfer to? I thought that was Dylan Gabriel so, Blaine. 
no, no, no. Now he is a starting quarterback at gosh, gosh, gosh. Can't can't put a name on it. Can't put a name on it. But well, okay. Dylan Gabriel so played um, last year. Okay, so he's back. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying? Okay. Well, never mind. Mm-hmm. That changes what I have to say. I thought he was the one that got his knee ripped out of his body or whatever. No, because that was a no. nasty one, huh? That was Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton is now Milton. Um, you know, gosh dang it, taking too much pause in, in the pod. Should know this off the top of my head as oh, I just cares. read about it yesterday. But oh, you know what? I, for some reason, I want to say it's the Big Ten, but oh, Florida State. Florida State. Yep. Florida State. Yeah, good fit for him, I guess. Guess we'll see how his knee is, but uh, yeah, I I just knew that I had heard Dylan Gabriel before. Now that now that that is out of my head, UCF minus five seems like an absolute steal. Great pick by Blaine. This is why I have him on the pod. Um, I mean the kid knows football. That's a ridiculously good pick. I love it. Um, before we move, do you have any more for Thursday other nope. than that one? Okay. I don't think so. Me either. But before we move to Friday. <laughs> We, you briefly mentioned the, um, the Nebraska-Illinois game. Can we just recap that real quick? One yeah, of my worst recap. takes of the year to start off the year. I really thought that freaking they would bring something else to the party. My God, Nebraska looked horrible. Scott it's, Frost, I mean, week five, is he gone? Do you think? It, if they keep this up, uh, yeah, they're at it. He's out of there. And the thing is, is I think they really, really want it to work. You know, like they really want it to work with Scott Frost. He's the last person to win a national championship for them. Like he's the poster boy. He's like God and Lincoln as a player. But right now he's like the devil as a coach. I mean, people are turning their backs. It's they just. But Adrian Martinez, dude, you can't – you just cannot play <laughs> college so football. Bad. You can't play college football for that long at that position and fumble with, like, 30 seconds left in the first half when it's 9-9, nine to nine, dude. What are you doing? There were just mistakes that you're thinking, is this Nebraska or is this – Missouri State? Yeah, or worse. I mean, dude, it was, did you see the play where – punt in the end zone oh. fields it doesn't even let it go to the back of the end zone touchback no he decides to field it at the one that ball was clearly i mean booted out of the end zone grabs I it think... gets tackled at the goal line tosses it out of bounds to put matters worse safety illinois gets the ball back and there's just oh my gosh it was it was that brings a... up a point that i've thought of a lot and it's Punt returners are, first off, just to even get back there, you have to be a certain kind of man. So while I know it was just a horrific mistake, and I hate to defend him this way, but, like, it is a lot more difficult than you think. If you've ever tried to just field a punt, like, it's ridiculously hard. And now imagine 11 guys screaming down at you. So I, you should always know where you're at on the field, but I understand (laughs) that, you know, you can mess up. Yeah. But – when you have a bad punt returner, everyone knows it, dude. I don't know if I just know this from having been on punt, uh, like an actual college football punt team, but, like, you study those guys. So, like, for example, like, 
Dion Holloman, what a guy, what a returner. I mean, other teams are watching him. Like, this is from my perspective when I played. I know other teams are watching him being like, dude, we got to get down there as fast as possible. Like, this guy is ridiculous. Get some hang time on that bad boy and, and make it towards the sideline. <laughs> no, literally. And then, like, so I remember me or our punt team watching, like, the other team's uh, punt returner. And, like, when there was guys that would, like, put the ball on the ground and everything like that, like, we were, like, wanting to get the coverage. Like, we were, like, mm-hmm. wanting to try to hit him, tackle him, like, get in his face. Um, and so, like, it it changes games. I mean, clearly, I, I, I sat here in my living room and was like, this game's over. Right. Just off that – I mean, special teams, anything that happens in special teams is so important. Such a massive momentum. Like, over. it's crazy how much of the momentum can shift. It yeah. is insane, and uh, I just thought that was interesting. We had a hit on that, and it what a what a what a horrific weekend for me uh, to start off my podcasting career in terms of sports betting. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. And we got a bounce back week, and we got a bounce yeah. back week. We'll so just my... to... go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say to revisit Thursday, if you're watching today, tonight, obviously, you're going to get the 6 o'clock Boise State UCF on ESPN. And at the same time, um, and and just scrolling down, you're going to get a few decent matchups. We talked about the Citadel, CCU, Temple, Rutgers. But then the next Mm -hmm. slate is that 7 o'clock is when you get on Fox. You know, you get to see that first Fox, Ohio State, Minnesota. So like that. that's what the schedule looks like for you, just bang, bang, bang down the row. I absolutely love it. Okay, moving to Friday. Um, the first game that I had written down is um, North Carolina versus Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, Blaine, but for whatever reason, I have always enjoyed watching Virginia Tech games. I do too. It's one of the better atmospheres – yeah. I'm not going to say in college football, but it's a pretty notorious one. Their inner Sandman is for sure one of the most recognizable things in college football when, you know, when they play inner Sandman and they come out on the field. Yeah. But they just – they seem like a team that always has, like, upset hype around them. Right. I think it's a – I think Blacksburg is a really tough place to play. Um, and I had this game written down not only because I think it will be a good game, but because I want to watch Sam Howell play. Me too. Uh, he has been talked about, potential Heisman, definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the in college football. So it has a lot of intrigue to it. ESPN's got it at 56% UNC, 43% Virginia Tech, and UNC's 10th. It's so very, that's, yeah, that's somebody knows close. something. Right, right. Yeah, what and, was the line for that? I had five and a half was the line. UNC yeah. favored. I had to scratch my head a second. I had to look it up. Like, you know, I thought, I thought North Carolina was a bow to beat Clemson, and you get Virginia Tech coming in here at not a bad favorite. And Virginia Tech, their coach is kind of on the hot seat, too. Yeah. Who is Fuente Fuente? Hasn't, yeah. yeah no, he hasn't been, hasn't been good ever since he was before him, but he's been there for three years. And they've just kind of teetled around 500, and they had been, what, probably above 500 for the 20 years before that. 
Is so, it crazy for me to say it went from Frank Beamer to Justin Fuente? Did it go straight to it? Well, it's those are tough shoes to fill, but my my point is here, like, this is a huge game for Virginia Tech and Fuente. Like, he's going to have them fired up or they're going to get boat raced, one of the two. Yeah. And I guess everybody's leaning towards the, the later half. I'm thinking it's going to be close. 6 p.m. Yeah. in Blacksburg is what it says. I think that could be a rocking crowd. I'm excited yeah. for that one. I love watching the guy that has a bunch of hype around him, like Sam Howell, have to go on the road week one. You'll really figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fun fun fact here, the Amy Brown, they lost – you know, North Carolina lost two of their top receivers, one being the Amy Brown. His brother now is a starting wide receiver following – uh, another Brown will follow in. So I kind of like the keeping it in the family. Maybe he knows the offense. He's been in it. Get some tips from his brother and Sam Howe. I the dynamic that. duo in the making with, with them. Okay. I love that. Putting that on your watch list. Also all right, an all-name well, team. I'm sorry here, but Storm good. Duck. Defensive for back for North Carolina. What a name. Storm Duck. Storm Duck. Write him down, all American, all American name team, right there. Storm Duck, let's go, baby, let's go, Storm. Come on. All right, Blaine. Next game for you. Michigan State Northwestern. Gotta, 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 gotta. I have that written down, Blaine. Gotta minds are good. Yeah, I mean it's a huge Big Ten matchup. You get Pat Fitzgerald is what I think he signed a deal to be there for the next ten years. At Northwestern, Northwestern, how much more Northwest? How much more could you get? No, so you they've had, which I don't know about Northwestern. They're favored by three, but they've had a quarterback battle in the spring and okay. in the off season. So you know, teams week one with the quarterback battle, I'm a little more hesitant on. They named a starter, yep. but that's kind of tough. I think we have a game that we're going to have written down later on that has a quarterback battle going into week one, which favors this team more than this other team and we're going to talk about it but i completely agree with quarterback battles um what happened though to michigan state what was it i mean dude i remember growing up they were like not like growing up like let's say like from freshman year of high school on like they were sick i think it's a reiteration of earlier no more um who is it uh Head coach D'Antonio, is that right? Yeah, that was at Michigan Mike, State Mike or Mark. Mike or yeah, he's Mark. Not, he's no longer there. So I know that's. The, but that was more recent than even then. Like right, right. they're bad. Like I, they I, went from good to bad. I thought I heard of him having just some really bad recruiting classes, and they kind of pushed him out or something oh, happened really? there with it. So well, I mean, dude, when Le'Veon was there, they were nasty. And yeah. what was that linebacker's name? Like something, something Bullock, Rex Bullock. <laughs> Dude, I think it was Rex or no, Riley Bulla. Bulla. Yeah, B U L L O U G A. That, that name rings a, a bell. That, yeah, that name does ring a bell. I'm telling you, they were nasty, but um, that is going to be a good game. I love the grass field in Northwestern too. It just—I bet it looks cold tomorrow. I bet it's oh, soon. even though it's going to be nice, it's going to be cold. yeah. You're right. It's going to be a nice day down on the shore of Chicago, but it's yeah. going to be—it's going to look cold on TV. A little deep Great dive. game though. Yeah, okay. Spartans have one of the best wide receiving cores in the Big Ten. 
and they return all five, I think, offensive linemen. So I don't know. I love that about Sparty, but I I just I have a hard time not taking Northwestern minus three with this, with how Michigan State has been. Like you said, good call on your part about them not being well recently. I think they, they had a tough schedule last year, but yeah, they lost to Rutgers week one, if you remember that. That was a big statement. It was like nationally televised, and Rutgers won their, their first games ever, and it's just bad news for Sparty. So, yeah, maybe one know. of their first games literally ever. <laughs> yeah. No for kidding. Rutgers. Um, oh, God, this is making me happy. Okay, moving on. Um, my next two games both involve FCS schools, and I can't wait to give it to you, Blaine. <laughs> I mean, I think both of these schools, FCS schools, can beat their um, FBS foe. I know now, where Blaine, you're going. I love it. Okay. I'm going to play it, but I'm going to play a quick game with you. Do you want me to go north or south? South. Okay, good. I'll start with South Dakota versus Kansas. <laughs> South Dakota is if I have been to the Dakota Dome, okay, both as a player and as a, as a spectator. With the spectators with my boy Austin Huff, shout out to that trip. Hung out with our boy Keaton Leslie. Went to the game, Bears versus South Dakota in South Dakota. Bears win over spring break. What a time. Anyway, but I have seen South Dakota play in person, so I feel like I, I really know their personnel. They, had, they started a true freshman quarterback versus the Bears who had an absolute cannon, dude. I'm not kidding you. This guy was making some insane throws. But late, he got a little too freshman-y, and he cost him the game. That will be out of his system now. I'm telling you right now, Kansas is – they gave them another point. Kansas is a 15-and-a-half point favorite mm-hmm. at home. I don't think there's any way South Dakota loses by less than – or more than 15 or more than 16, I guess, in this instance. Um. I, I mean, I have a bet out there with my buddy Nick Mason that South Dakota wins, and I am very confident in it. Wow, so. money line. Possible rain in the forecast as well Okay, for and this I game. Think, so South Dakota has a really stout running back, one of those guys that's super hard to bring down but can make a guy miss in the hole. He doesn't need much space, but he likes to go north and south. Uh, but, I mean, Kansas stinks. They're awful, Chandler. They got a, they're trying to rebrand again as they have another head coach. I wonder, I, w- I wonder how many head coaches they have had since Mangino. I don't know. One of the worst moves ever in Kansas history is to get rid of that guy. Say what you want about yeah. him. Guy could coach. But I like it. I'm going to go ahead and, and put that as one of my locks is, is South Dakota plus 15. I think plus 15 and a half, you said so. Yes. That seems like such a lock. There's no way. There's just no way. Unless something weird happens. I mean, it's just Kansas is bad. You're not – I mean, you don't know anything really about them. Um, I don't – I doubt – like, they have – now, here's something interesting. Um, somebody that we will both know in this game, Jeremy Webb from the mm. Bears, transferred yeah. to Kansas. Okay. So, he will presumably be starting corner at, at KU. But – 
I mean, I like the guy a lot. I've actually talked to him a couple of times, but he's not, you're not going to change it with a corner. No. There's just way too many important things. And of course, Kansas has some transfers coming in from other schools that probably didn't see the light and day that probably are pretty talented, but right. I'm not, you know, it's a South Dakota team that's been pretty good. Typically, the when years. the FCS plays the FBS, besides skill players, there's a drastic difference in the offense and defensive lines. Yeah. Well, Kansas is an anomaly because I'm telling you right now, there is not going to be that much of a drop off between South Dakota offense and defensive line in Kansas. They're going to be pretty uh, comparable in terms of height, weight, skill set, probably. I mean, more yeah. kids are going to go to South Dakota that are offensive linemen than Kansas. It's just right. that's just the way it's going to be. And it plays so, into it too. FCS, like you're saying, F- FCS, FBS, week one, like this is the FCS's time. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. We're, we're going to a, a power five school. Yeah. On so we have a legit chance to win. They're going to be fired up. So, yeah. I, I, I like that. I think 15 and a half is a, is a lock. So, uh, onward. Yep. So next week, obviously on FS1, this is an eight o'clock late one. So decently prime time on a Friday night for South Dakota State, Colorado State. Um, I have that too, Blaine. Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's a game that another FCS school, shout out to Missouri Valley, can Mm -hmm. make some noise. Um, You want to know something crazy about this game? Yeah, I've got some insight to this. Uh, via the Barstool Sports uh, Sportsbook, they have South Dakota State favored. <laughs> they had them three-and-a-half-point favorites, or excuse me, three-point favorites, but now I'm looking on ESPN, and they have Colorado State at two-and-a-half. Two-and-a-half, oh. I think, is the national line, but yeah. Okay. But regardless, dude, I mean, that is – really insulting to Colorado State, quite frankly. I mean, they gave Kansas a 15-and-a-half point bump. So You're it's talking like, the Jackrabbits here, though, Chandler. I mean, they're they're up they're, there nowadays with with the, oh, the North Dakota States, if not better. I mean, they have been better. So. They're a top-five FCS program, without a doubt, not a no question. Doubt. They were a play away from winning the national championship. Right. Same Houston beat them, but they're a play away. That's the kind of program they have. But, dude, still, I mean, I mean, come on. Colorado, I mean, I, I think they're in legit jeopardy, but, like, I just think it's a little insulting. But I love it, honestly. It just kind of sucks that, like, you kind of have to take a bit of a bit of a risk taking Colorado State, I guess. Yeah. And Colorado State's predicted to finish, like, seventh in the Mountain West. So, you know, it's one of those, like, they're not going to be a, a stout Colorado State. You've seen uh, somewhat of a good Colorado State here and there, but it's not one of those teams this year. So I don't remember a good Colorado State. You? They've what been was a good one? Maybe we're talking basketball, but. Maybe basketball. I, I went to know. the 1997 Holiday Bowl, Kansas State versus Colorado State in San Diego. Played at Qualcomm Stadium. I was I was one. <laughs> All right, so parents. are we going back to back FCS as our locks uh, on a Friday night special? I'm not for sure why you wouldn't think that SDSU is a lock. Um, yeah. 
I'm telling you right now, like I said, in the South Dakota-Kansas game, South Dakota State's offensive and defensive line could p- probably be better than Colorado State's, I would almost right. I would almost say. I think they might be better all around. Their offensive line is for is. sure better. Their defensive line, probably. But, yeah. Great. Friday awesome. lock, two FCSs. I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope – I hope you are listening to this. My God. I mean, free money. So, exactly. Here we go. We're moving on to Saturday and buckle in, Blaine, because I have games written down for this. I have games that are a part of my parlay. I have games that I have just rectangled to talk about. Okay. Um, So, I'll just kick it off. This one, um, I. This isn't. We just need to touch on this. OU versus Tulane is interesting. Game was supposed to be in Tulane. Obviously, we know the tragedy that's going on with Hurricane Ida in New Orleans. They moved this game to Norman. Just giving a quick thought and uh, shout out and prayer to the people of Louisiana and parts of Mississippi. I think we're lucky that we get to sit up here in Missouri and talk football. Right. I don't think that a lot of that's happening where they're at, where they're at. So. First responders, linemen, people in the yeah. power industry restoring power. Yep. Prayers All out. All of it. But we won't say much about that because it should be a slaughterhouse uh, in Norman. The Green Way, but just probably don't have what it takes to stop Rattler. Yeah. Fun it's fact, a... I've played at Tulane Stadium. Oh, wow. How Very was cool. Very cool stadium. Very cool. Very New Orleans vibe inside the stadium. Okay. It was really cool. Tulane mascot, go. I just called him the green, the big green wave. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. N- nasty. Honestly, <laughs> that could be a uniform game right there. Could be some nasty uniforms on the field. Cause I wonder if they'll let Tulane wear their homes. Given. Because Tulane plays in like these baby blue. Oh, mm. oh my God. They're, they are, they are good. <laughs> you are going to want to see these. Also the North Carolina, Virginia tech game Friday night could be a uniform game. I have seen North Carolina's roads. I saw them today on Twitter. Holy hell. They look the cor- sick. The Carolina blue is just is the most staple color in all of college Unbeatable. sports. It's such a recruiting tool. Dude, you yes. want to wear Carolina blue the rest of your life. Exactly. Come yes, on. I do want to wear Carolina blue. I would want I want to buy a Carolina shirt just to wear it because of the color. Right. Yeah. Okay, getting into it. Penn State, Wisconsin. First game I have circled. I mean, you talk about a classic Big Ten matchup. Yeah. The lines, the the freaking offensive defensive lines will be queued up, ready to roll. You would have to imagine that the Penn State D line is the strength of their defense. Wisconsin's strength of their team is obviously their offensive line. I don't know any of them, but I know they're good. I don't have to do any research on that. I know they're going to have the linemen. Right. So it's going to come down to skill players. And honestly, you'd probably give the edge to Penn State. They just seem to always have better skill players. Quarterback play could be a bit of a factor. Could be. Can you trust Mertz? Can you not? I don't know. I um, think you can now. I mean, dude, I'm you, I'm trusting anybody back there behind that offensive line. I mean, he's not going to get touched. Right. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. It's in Camp Randall. Tough place to play. You know that place will be rocking. Absolutely. That state hasn't been to a Packers game or a Wisconsin game in over a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good point. So that place will be crazy. Um, 
Penn State is Wisconsin in the in the West? Wisconsin is in the West. Penn State is in the East, so it's a little right, cross. Right, so it, it is a crossover. These two teams don't play that often, so I'm sure when they do, it gets a little, you know, rowdier. Yeah. Five and a half points. I think I love that. James Franklin on the hot seat kind of in, in uh, State College. Yeah, if it weren't for the last four games last year, I mean, he'd be – I'm looking at it now. He beat Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State, Illinois to close – and those are all like, I mean, I guess somewhat gimmies, but you lose to Indiana, you lose to Ohio State as you should, you lose to Maryland, you lose to Nebraska, That's and then bad. Iowa. So they lost five straight to those teams last year. Yeah. Penn State's trying to swing it, saying that they're riding the, you know, the motivation of last year and learn from it. But I, you know, I don't know that I can trust Penn State with so many question marks coming into Wisconsin. It's and it's you- really a tough spin for me. And Wisconsin seems to almost be a team that's better at the beginning of the year. They're mm-hmm. so polished, but then once teams start figuring them out, they kind of start to lose it a little bit. Yeah. And this is one of their tougher games of the year because they only have Iowa. They don't play Ohio State. So if they win this one, they're in pretty wow. good shape to Yeah. Honestly, if for, they lose at, it, at, really. Yeah, at least to a Big Ten title or a share. I think the game with Iowa – I think it's later in the year, obviously, but yeah. that's going to be the the really the, the second game that Wisconsin really has any kind of pushback on. So, mm-hmm. huge game for Wisconsin. Yep. Onward. Blaine? You know where I'm going. Um, shout out to your father apparently going to this game. Stanford at yes. Kansas State. This is one of my favorites of now the wait. day. I mean, you now sh- wait. No, wait. At Kansas State at Arlington Stadium. Okay. So, I'm just making sure you knew that. Yep. Not just a home game, sure but a home game. So right. I have a feeling Kansas State is going to travel to that one pretty well, given the, the distance isn't too terribly far. And we talked about this a little bit in our first show of, of the Big 12, but uh, I like Kansas State here. I really do. And an all name team edition here. I feel like Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, to he's got to be on the team for that's sure. A suave. I mean, that's a suave. Gorgeous name. Um, yeah, K State Stanford. Um, this was the game that I was telling you about. <coughs> QB controversy for Stanford. Looked it up today, got on their website. As of Monday, no quarterback has been named the starter. Um, Skylar Thompson. Uh, a guy for K State. It's seemed seemingly been around for ever, ever, dude. I mean, this is like his eighth year on the team. <laughs> um, he has unreal. He has unreal um, experience. Uh, the team loves him. He's obviously a leader. He's the captain. He has been for the last three years. Uh, he had him. I mean, they went on the road and beat Mississippi State with Skyler. It's on a. It's on a game that K State typically will win. Um, and that team believed in him. They got hurt. They lost like every game after that. Yeah, I mean they fell off after he got hurt. Yeah, he's back. Then they it was win. So I think clear. they won every game with him last year. Yeah, they were. If they weren't in the top ten, they were sure they were definitely in the top fifteen. Yeah. Or at no. one point, they lost the first game of the year. But regardless, um, I just like I, I like what you're talking about with with Skylar Thompson. And, how they're going to move into that. I oh, think my God, the, uh, dude. They lost to South Dakota. 
Was it South? It was somebody FCS. Yes. It, 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 if, if you're going to confirm that it was FCS, it was 110% South Dakota because I remember I had to play them, dude. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I don't know. They lose key pieces. Kansas State loses key pieces, but, you know, I just. They're all their offensive McPhe- lines back, too. All their offensive way. lines back. Uh, McPherson's back. Uh, yeah. As a, I think he's their, like, key on their defense, kind of the captain. They'll be calling yep. plays and keeping things together. So you get your two guys on both sides of the ball. I just yeah. love them week one with, 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 uh, I don't know. I just like it. And then Stanford, I don't love the Pac-12 teams out of the gate, not playing a lot of games last year. I don't know. And one thing to keep in mind, you travel the night before the game. It's in central time. They're doing everything two hours earlier than they're used to. I do think it plays a big part. Um, The 11 a.m. kickoffs early already. So you're waking up at the hotel at about 7 central that's 5 a.m i'm sorry i don't care what kind of athletes i don't care what you bring from stanford like it affects a human being a hundred percent yeah um so if case they can get out of the gate quickly and urgently they're not that you know they're trapped they're fine they're on their normal time they can get out get a rhythm pound the rock hopefully the pac-12 can't hold up against their lines it could it could be a great day for the cats. So here's I mean, a, yeah, fun thing to make you feel better about minus three KSU. Stanford returns their entire secondary. You think that's a positive? They all Stanford last year finished last in the Pac-12 in passing defense. So right, you would have to assume they're a little bit improved, but I love that. Here we go. Moving on. K State minus three. Part of my or no, I had I took them money line. I'm gonna start announcing my parlay. Okay. South Dakota. I had South Dakota is the only game I didn't mention. It's plus 14 and a half in my parlay. I have that. Moving on, Bama versus Miami, a matchup of classic, historic college football programs. Obviously, we know what Bama is. Miami's falling off, but just the names alone. I mean, like. I, I think Miami is not very good. And then like you just hear the word Miami and it's like, oh, dude, it kind of kind of boils my blood. And like for some reason I think they have a chance. Yes. And they I mean Miami has some players. Miami has some players this year. Yeah. So. Are you specifically talking about De'Eric King? De'Eric King, senior quarterback for Miami. Knee uh, surgery. Injury prone guy. You're right. But Miami still finished a you know, pick to finish top three in the ACC this year. They're not terrible. I like their head coach uh, just out of pure spite. I think the start of the year, they gave a, a little bit of a run last year. Who was it? Um, but regardless, it's, it's like you said, it's two blue buds that, that are going head to head. And it's yeah. going to get some, get some blood it, pumping. It's cool to see Miami going to go to Tuscaloosa too. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think I feel like I see Bama play in Miami all the time. <laughs> yeah, or at least at the start of the year, you don't see Bama putting these games on their schedule at home in an atmosphere no. like that. It's always finally. Or I mean, I know that Bama can beat anybody, but it's always so stupid when they like. I think I think week two, I think they play like Wofford or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Usually not even kidding do. you. Like, it's like horror. It's like gonna be just a, like why is that team? They honestly. What, how Bama, 
how Bama should handle those games. They should just pay the other school. Like, don't even make them come play. Right. Like, just pay them. Just schedule yeah. them. Don't play the game. You get the win and pay them. Pay them. I mean, you're just going to get your guys hurt. What's but... even the point of wheeling the other team out there? <laughs> Bama is good, though. I'm really intrigued at the, at, to see, like you said, some of these new quarterbacks – Bryce Young will be cool to see. He's a uh, you know one of those yep. guys that could be in the Heisman running. No, Derek, yeah, I mean you know he's an Alabama quarterback, Chandler. I'm you never know. No <laughs> way he makes it. No way he. There's too many quarterbacks this year that he is that good. If he's that good, Bama cheats. <laughs> well, you never know. He's five star expectation, so he does. I'm not saying that he isn't going to be good. What I'm saying is, I just don't think this year. I think he needs a year, but. Dear God, I hate when Bama is, like, not talked about. Why are we losing track of Bama? Like, why would we – so many national guys are are talking about how this could be a down year for Bama. I hate yeah. that. I'm not betting yeah. against Saban ever. And they're, I think their defense, Blade, is going to be nasty. It returns a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Their defense what? is good. People aren't seeing this, I, I, yep. or or maybe they are, and they're just trying to cause buzz. But it, it's just a typical. You lose big names like who was it? Najee Harris, um, yeah, Devonta Jaylen. Smith. I mean, when you lose big names like that, it's hard to not be like, Jaylen oh, Waddle. look at these newcomers. Yeah. But this will right. just be a game for those newcomers to come alive and us and, to start talking about them. And yeah, like okay, to expand on that. They have Devontae Smith on their team right yeah. now. He's just not named Devontae Smith. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, they have the next guy. Like, yep. there's just no way they don't. So, as long as as long as long Bryce Young can get in the football, I think Bama – I think Bama rolls. I think you could honestly put that – if you wanted to lock that, you could lock that. It is part of my parlay. I, I know it's a massive line – and it, I, th- I thought about it so, so much. Like, am I really going to take this? I think, what is it, 18 or something crazy? Let me get 19 and right a here. half. But I truly, like, 19 and a half against a, a top 15 team for Bama. But it's, like you said, at Bama, there's so many factors at a, at a 230 slate. That place is just, Miami is running into more than a buzzsaw. It's a yeah. massacre. Is the uh-huh. Eric King ready for that, dude? I don't no, know. I'm no. not going to say he is either. And also – if, if you're not number two or three, the number against Alabama is irrelevant. Right. You're just not as good. I'm sorry. Go. You just will never be until Saban leaves or something happens. They are so goddamn good. <laughs> insane. Insane, insane, insane. So, Onward. Great, great pick of yours. I'm going to go um, just to – just a step below. Obviously, this isn't as big of a game, but it's a pretty big Big Ten game. Line is at minus three. Give it to me, Blake. Indiana <laughs> at Iowa. What I have this a as a mortal game. lock. A mortal lock, and it's, I'm going to blow your mind why, but you you go ahead. Okay, no, I, I want to hear yours first because, okay. I mean, we talked about this earlier. I was in a little bit of a weird spot here. You go, you get Indiana at home, who is a tough ball club, but are they looking ahead to the rivalry next week with Iowa State the week after? That is an even bigger game. So you're in a middle spot at the start of the year where you know you got to perform here against Indiana to not lose it 
And then the next week, see it again with Iowa State that uh, I'm on my tippy toes about this one. I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup and there could be some rain involved. So, Oh, well, those, well, if there's rain involved, freaking advantage Iowa. Iowa, right. But um, why can't I find this game on here, dude? It's on, I think it's going to be on the Big Ten Network, which I hate. But I'm not watching can... the Big Ten Network either, dude. That's just such a – fuck that. I don't know why, but I love the Big Ten football too. Just I want – if it's not on, you know, the prime time. I can't find this game on here, but here's why I think – I love what you say about, um, about the game, first off. I agree with you pretty much full-heartedly, but I'm not sold on Indiana. Yeah. I think that they somehow, some way benefited from, like, kind of not necessarily that, that, like, the pandemic was good for them. I think it was just kind of a year that they came out of nowhere and took everybody by the storm, which right. I am, I'm a little worried that's kind of what Missouri State is. I'll say that. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong for Missouri State. But I think Indiana, I think Iowa is just like Wisconsin, dude. Like they're not, they don't mess up early in the year. It doesn't make any sense. That's honestly what made the North Dakota state win against Iowa that much more impressive. Like you're right. They just, I just get hung up that, you know, Indiana looked really good last year. Really good. They almost beat Ohio state. I mean, it was very close. They beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Uh, you know, that's speak, crazy. Yeah, they speak for themselves. It, and is it a team that's going to be like, hey, we're here, and this is a game to say hello? Right. I don't know. You know, I, I really, I'm not going to, I'm staying away from this game. I, you know, I'm leaning towards Iowa minus three, but it's to stay away from me just because it's, there's a lot easier games on the slate. But so I took uh, Iowa money line. I just think that I'm that okay. against, I'm just that against, uh, Indiana, I I don't know why I th- I just I, I'm just not in I'm not in on them and so I think three and a half at, at home for Iowa will be nothing. That crowd will be electric. Right. That is a crazy tough place to play from what I've heard. Um, they haven't done anything all year. They don't have the NFL, so they're ready to get to the Hawkeyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. Uh, so I don't think there'll be any looking ahead. I don't think you can look ahead. Right. Honestly, you can't because this isn't even this is a more important game than Iowa State. Because yeah. this is a Big Ten, you can lose to Iowa State, be fine, and still win the Big Ten West. That doesn't even hurt you that bad if you lose to Iowa State. It just hurts your playoff spot, but you know, it, you're right. You can't. You can't bet on that. Are happening. you going to the playoff, Iowa? Probably not. You know. Right. Yeah. But that's just a thing to watch out for. I mean, yep. Indiana returns a lot of their starters on offense, quarterback, wide receivers, a lot of their line. So Definitely. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and go Iowa with you, but I'm just trying to make the point that Indiana is not just, you know, whenever you think Indiana, you think of a basketball school, like they're yeah. trying to change it there. So I agree. It'll be fun. Iowa money line is a part of my parlay. I have one more leg in my parlay. Ten dollars to win ninety six dollars on Marshall Sports. So awesome. I my last pick is coming up here in a bit. Um, I wrote this one down for you. Is it my turn? Yep. Okay. 
I wrote this one down just for you. I am not interested in it for reasons that you will be, but I wrote down Central Michigan versus Missouri. Yeah. Um, let's go Chippewas, fire them up. Okay. Eric Fisher, Eric Fisher, Antonio Brown, something. Um, yeah, let's go Central Michigan. I'll never say the other school go in the same sentence. You're not a big Mizzou guy, huh? And I, yeah, obviously that's kind of the the state and the obvious there. But I, I mean, I grew up at Mizzou. I think it's a big yep. game for Drinkwitz and the uh, program to to get back on track. They got some good transfers, and they're pretty doggone athletic. And I truly, I think Mizzou can make a little bit of noise. Everybody's kind of writing them off that Kentucky's going to finish in the top of the the East as, as it pretty much drops off after um, Florida. But Georgia. Mizzou's one of those teams that can stick it in and can bring a little bit of fire yeah. in that conference with 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 not making a lot of noise in the offseason. So and, and I'm, be- I'm pretty I'm pretty heavy Mizzou here. I think mm-hmm. uh, Blaziak is going to have a, a nice year. Uh, and- yeah, I was gonna say. To be fair, I'll say some nice things about Missouri. First off, I do think that Drinkwitz is an unbelievable hire for them. Right. I I'm not even sure how they got so lucky, but he's like he's made Mizzou, Missouri feel like the SEC, right? In a way, like they finally have a little bit of Southern in them. Because I didn't get that from Barry Odom. They just seemed like yeah. a really, really bad. SEC it was team. boring. Barry yes. Allen was definitely Big Ten type atmosphere vibe. Correct. And no, he tried he... too much. And now you bring in a, you know, Mizzou tries to bring bring in a gunslinger and get some offensive firepower. Yep. Jalen Knox uh, is returning. You know, they 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 got some guys. So and they're big. Out. They're big on their quarterback too, right? I've heard some people talk big time about their quarterback. Yeah, Basil X is pretty good. He played. Yeah, he played last year. He wasn't great because he didn't, you know, and he just didn't have that that time. And there was a little bit of an early, you know, if this guy goes or this guy goes, and now it's his team. I mean, it, it's it's okay. through his team. So, um, I don't. And what's his know, name? I don't know. They got a lot of speedsters, and they are quick, and they're going to be fast, and they're going to spread the ball around the field. And you know, I think they might make a little bit of a, a, a surprise, to be honest. Oh. So, I stayed away from that, but I wanted to talk about it for you. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Mizzou there. It's not part of my parlay, but watch out for uh, Mookie Cooper as well. Name to write okay. down. Your turn. Um, Chandler, let me look at this board again and go back to it. I have more written down if you want me to keep going. No, I, I definitely have this written down. And it's, okay. it's the probably one of the more intriguing storylines of this year is just with Texas moving to the – SEC here potentially down the road that you get Texas against Louisiana and, and you're like no this is not LSU this is the raging Cajuns yeah. of Louisiana Lafayette and that's a top 25 team so Fox 330 game it's going to be hot down there sticky game one they're going to be running yep. each other to the bones it's going to mm-hmm. be football i mean fourth quarter comes around they're tired and it's going to be close i i truly believe this game is going to be close and either texas is gonna just get absolutely destroyed in the national media for losing this game and, and all the hype that's gone on mm-hmm. which i think i might predict but it's a great storyline here with, with this one I hate I hate this because I don't know why. Um, 
but I am so in on Texas. Oh my god. I kind of like it that that you say that you like it and it's I'm very crazy cool to out. in on Texas. I okay. don't know why. I just think that they might have finally hit the nail on the head with Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy that can real like if there's a quarterback guy out there, it's him. Yeah. And they're starting they're starting Hudson Cord, who has apparently been looking pretty good in practice with this coach. Louisiana, I know they're good, but come on, dude. Come on, Texas. Just take that step, dude. You're Texas. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, I think maybe somehow they get up out of the ashes this year, kind of. I got them at minus seven when I put my bet in. I like that a lot more than what it's jumped to now at minus Mm -hmm. eight and a half. I don't like eight and a half at all. I do like a touchdown or more, though. Um. So let's it, go. Come on. Yeah, and and you're right. I I like I said I I predict that it'll be close in the fourth, but it could be a game where Texas just runs with it with with Sharkeesian, yeah. Casey Thompson. I don't know if you remember when Ellinger went down. He came in and just threw the ball across the yard, and he I is know. good. And yeah. when if Shark has a quarterback, you know he's probably not taking that job if there isn't talent at quarterback or talent back there. And Very true. They he sees the talent. Obviously, there's a lot there. I, I just However, I, let me say I something know. real quick. I got okay. something real quick for you. I read an article about Hudson Cord today. <clears throat> Sarkeesian said that Casey Thompson is going to play. Okay. So I hate that. Yeah, and that's he looked really, really good. Like I'm no, I'm fine with. Whichever one he wants to play, I don't care about that. But you got to pick one, dude. Yeah, you can't have a two QB system at Texas. That's what I was. I said it earlier this year. Those guys that have been in, been through spring battles and off season battles, and you don't have a secure week one guy. I mean, that locker room's not rallying around him, is he? You know, it's you're not rallying around that at all, dude. That's like everyone's like, dude, who would you rather have out there? right you know like that's like okay from my friend group if we're at a two qb battle we're going to my house cracking open some cold ones and being like (laughs) who do we want out there right so maybe maybe, i don't know maybe if if hudson goes out there and throws a touchdown or two right off the bat then it's it's clearly that i don't i don't know that thompson will will see the light day but but thompson has the ability to throw two touchdowns off the bat as well so yeah so i have this is my last leg of my parlay i put texas minus seven in my parlay mm. okay. so it's uh i make things hard on myself um it's not an easy slate especially being week one so Mm-mm. so let me touch on this just real fast this won't take long but i want to talk about missouri state oklahoma state mm-hmm. um it's it's minus 36. I think that is insane. <laughs> I think Bears plus 36 is an absolute steal. I agree. And not only because uh, <laughs> I don't think that Oklahoma State is necessarily that good. I think they're 
Bears will put something on the board. I mean, there's a huge there's a huge drop down between uh Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I mean, it's not it's it's going to be drastic. It's going to be a blowout. I'm not saying any of that, but what I'm saying is the talent discrepancy is not nearly what it was when they played Oklahoma with Oklahoma State. Or That's when it because... was when you went to Oklahoma State too. Sorry. Yeah. No. Definitely. And so, um, it's interesting. I'm really excited to see what this transfer from Utah State has for the Bears. Like, I'm tuning into this game. I cannot wait. Right. Um, though the offensive skill position are awesome. The offensive line is vastly improved. Um, I think that it will be, uh, I think it'll get ugly quick early, but then I think the Bears scratch and claw and get maybe a touch, maybe two couple touchdowns, a couple fills on the board, um, late or you know, second half. But it's not a prototypical Oklahoma State team. They don't have that dominant quarterback-wide receiver combo. They always seem to have a QB and a, and a receiver guy. So, I mean, look for the Bears to make some sort of noise, dude. I agree. And I think I was just kind of looking at this line, too, and I wanted to take Missouri State as well. But if Oklahoma State doesn't score – 50 plus which you know it what they score i think 52 when the last time we we played uh the bears yeah, played oklahoma I, state i thought it was like 48 17 or 52 so, yeah 17, something, something like, like that. that but but the point being is you you said it petrino is gonna draw something up they're gonna score here and there they got athletes to do it yep. so you you gotta be if oklahoma state scores you know, more than 50 points, it might get niffy, but I don't, I don't foresee them just absolutely saying F you to the bears and, and putting up 70. It's just not no, realistic. I don't either. Point. I do not either. So, and Gundy, you see what Gundy said? Line. You see what Wyatt what? said? Uh, he, he quoted Gundy, dude. Gundy said that, uh, wait, can you not hear me or can you hear me? I got you. Yeah, go. Oh, okay. Sorry. 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 He said that, or Gundy said that this might be the most talented FCS team he's played since he's been at Oklahoma State. So, I mean, dude, that's that's something. Now that could just be complete BS, but I don't think you say that about an FCS team. I mean, I think you really mean that. Right. If he if he came out and said, "Oh, this is the most talented Texas team we've ever seen," you'd probably be like, "All right, Gundy, you're blowing a little smoke, huh, bud?" But, and you know there is a little bit of smoke there just to to get you know i mean you, you gotta yeah, say something you gotta but, res- you gotta respect missouri state but like i i think you can do it in less drastic ways you know yeah 100 percent. like if, if you don't actually mean it so mm-hmm. just something to keep an eye on for sure yep and are we going to the last game of the day here or do you want to touch on anything else anything else sticking out I do want to um, see how UC, USC is against San Jose, which okay. I think that'll that'll be a decent one. And you were talking yeah. about the quarterback play USC, just yeah, to see how big of an impact they could be in the Pac-12. That line is only fourteen. I don't know enough about San Jose to to really speak on it for very long, but they dominated Southern Utah. I think is who they played. Okay, forty forty eight zero or something like that. Right, so. um, yeah, there's been some scuttle that they could make it a little bit interesting, but I still think that, I mean, Keaton Slovis is a top 20 player, so. Yeah, and now that I'm looking at it, San Jose, they're finished, they're predicted to be, you know, the top of the Mountain West right there with, with uh, Boise really? State, so we'll see what happens. I don't, yeah. I don't have a for sure pick, but 
and, you know that uh, could be a game to where you're like oh my god usc is is getting scared like yeah. you know san jose state is real so before we get to the last game i have another one to go over in the same city as yours but i have ls i forget yeah. i think we're forgetting this one lsu right. so, at ucla great game Dorian Thompson Robinson looked nasty <laughs> quarterback for UCLA against Hawaii. Does Chip Kelly have his swagger back? There could be a nasty battle for LA. Uh, yeah. Uh, whenever I think they play on, um, I think they play on like a Thanksgiving, maybe those two yeah. teams all the time. But this line, uh, FanDuel has it, LSU minus two and a half, which is interesting on the road after the performance UCLA had. LSU's first game, right? Yes, first this game. This is UCLA's second. I now that I'm looking at this, I think UCLA plus two and a half is a lock. Plus a lock? Okay, I like it. They've like already it. played a game. LSU has not played. LSU right. was bad last year. Coach O, um, I really like him, but I think I have doubts, just like everyone else does. I mean, everyone doesn't. Th- I mean, dude. I know they lost everybody, so I guess we can see, but they were bad last year. You're right. Um, and they have a play- – UCLA has a legit playmaker at freaking uh, – at quarterback. And LSU, oh, by the way, QB battle all QB summer battle. long. Yes. So they, did they play like three guys last Miles year? Miles Brennan and then some guy – I don't know the other guy's name. TJ Finley know. was it and Max uh, – got- Max something. Just a yeah, pro-style quarterback. Finley. Yeah. And why can LSU never have good quarterbacks? <laughs> it's a sick place to play. Get a quarterback. They're all the same. Yeah. Definitely UCLA has a quarterback edge, like you said, with uh... – And already a game under all their belts, dude. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that – I think that is an absolute lock. I actually. love that. I think I that's had a more... hell of a game. Yeah, I do too. It's, I mean, dude, I wonder who will have more fans, USC or UCLA. It was yeah. sad seeing UCLA. Yeah, and they – I mean, that's like – for the people in L.A., that's probably the – that aren't like us. I mean, that's probably their 30th best thing to do in that town because there's so much yeah. going on on a Saturday. <laughs> like, Literally. it's a tough place to go play and, and expect a college atmosphere because it's just not. No. So, I bet LSU does travel, though. That's a great point. I bet they do, too. I, I would not be surprised to see their band there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely will be. Absolutely will be. So, you're so, going to go UCLA. Yeah. If I had more money okay. to bet, I'd bet UCLA. like it. I like Plus it. two and a half. I mean, easy for me. Especially because w- I'd like to see UCLA do well. You know? I would love to. I'd yeah. like to see them. I'd like to see football. Yeah, we need football back out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the last game Saturday we're going to talk about is Georgia Clemson. You have to, yes. This game is Dynamic. this game just feels like a game that could end all games. Yeah, this is a game we've been talking about all summer. Like you're kidding me? This we get this week one. The top Taylor? two, like two and three programs in the country easily. Yeah, they're obviously not number one, but they are neck and neck for two. I mean, neck and neck. I mean, which one would you rather go to, Blaine? If you were a sick football player, who, where would you play, Blaine? You're I would. I would rather old. go. To, I would rather go to Clemson, and I'll tell. I because I would rather go to probably Bama or 
maybe LSU over to SEC Georgia, to be completely honest. Okay. So if I'm just going conference favorites and just to – Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. Um, yeah, Clem- I mean, don't get me wrong. Clemson would be sick. I think I'd pick Georgia. I think the right. stadium is so sick. The it's edges, so awesome. dude. Yes. For some reason, it just looks like you're – Looks like your piece of grandparents' property, <laughs> and they're just the out bombs. there, and it's like tight, and it's yeah. nasty in there. Dude. I would love to touch catching a touchdown pass in the back of the end they're zone and falling into, into those things, dude. Ah! It would feel real good to be a Georgia tight end. I think that'd be, that'd be really cool. But on to the game. DJ Uyunglele. Nice pronunciation, I, Chandler. I think he could be the real deal. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of rooting for him. Me I remember too. watching him on QB1 on Netflix. Remember when he, I, he beat out the guy? I remember that show. Yeah, that was a yeah. great show. He beat out the guy that the documentary was focused on and played and started for the high school team. So you you have to imagine that he's learned a ton under Trevor Lawrence, and he looked pretty good. He had unreal numbers against Notre Dame, right? Um, and so I think they have the quarterback upper hand. I think that he's already better than JT Daniels. I can't say that I'm really sold on Georgia quarterbacks either. Right. Yeah, I'm not sold on JT Daniels to be honest. I think no. always. I think Clemson definitely has a more uh, dangerous offense than Georgia does. And I think that that might be, you know, week one, you're just looking for that and points scored. That's why I have a hard time taking Georgia in this is simply because of that. But right. They're also load. I mean, everyone's loaded with experience. Like Georgia's offense is loaded with experience. They returned quite a few guys, but they weren't that, you know, as dynamic uh-huh. offensively last year. So my guy that I'm watching in this more than anyone is Justin Ross, wide receiver, Clemson, just an absolute playman. Like that's a guy that's going to make a one-handed grab Another down guy. the sideline, and and you won't yeah. forget it. So I mean, dude, these these I I hate that it, I hate that when people say the college football are the same teams every year, and it is true. Mm-hmm. But dude, Clemson and Bama, these guys they have are just freaks. <laughs> Like, the, he's just the next guy, you know? He's the next guy. We're all going to be talking about this guy from Clemson. Ugalele. This guy from Georgia. You know what? Uh, contrary to North Carolina and Sam Howell, I love that Dewey, Dewey, DJ Uyunglele is at home for this game. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but Georgia's defense, dude, is nasty. I don't it's think it matters where nice. they play. I mean, can he can he dissect it? I don't know. And so we'll see. That is what makes this damn slate amazing, Blaine. It's going to be an unbelievable weekend. It's going to be an unbelievable weekend. It's an it's absolutely so unbelievable weekend. And to get that game, I mean, to get that game to end it all is just uh, – I appreciate whoever – you know, I appreciate Dabo. I appreciate Kirby for doing this for us, if yep. anything. It's a great game to end on. Um, what what do you th- give me a score? Give me some, give me a something here. What I'm gonna do, Chandler, is I'm gonna do just a, a straight pick 'em, and I'm gonna go straight pick 'em to Clemson. 
I yeah. think that I love. Yeah, I you know I just love. Say it for me, Uga. Oh, Uga 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 Lele. Uga 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 but no, I, I'm gonna go Clemson. Yeah, um, it's just it's if you're gonna pick them, it's the home team yeah. in a game like this. It's just that's what it is. You're yeah, no, no so much easier to win at home. No analyst is gonna be able to tell you whose roster is better. Right? No, they're both rosters are unbelievable. But Bland, I gotta say, you're actually wrong about this. About it ends with this. Well, you don't want to know why? Because LSU UCLA is at eight thirty. Oh, late slate pack twelve. I apologize. I apologize. But yes. I'm glad. I'm, but that's something I'm glad you were wrong about because right, I forgot right. about all this. Yeah, well, I just if, think yeah. Good here's move. a game that I think if you're a college football junkie, you're interested in. Kent State at A and M. A and M. One of those teams is supposed to be unreal, and this is their first game. I think they'll obviously kill Kent State, but get get to familiarize yourself with some names. Yeah, Spiller, King. Uh, I think King has announced a starter there, and he's yeah. dual threat. Could be really good. They're bet, better than Kellen Mond, possibly. And Kellen Mond's been there forever. So maybe it's some freshness. Maybe yeah. some freshness. I have a game that could interest people here in the Midwest, especially if you're a K-State fan. Nevada at California. Mountain West versus the Pac-12. California, only a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Nevada's quarterback is supposedly one of those, like, mid-major conference teams that has a quarterback like a Zach Wilson from BYU kind of guy that could explode. He's like a draft prospect. Reason why it's important for K-State fans, Nevada comes to Manhattan, I believe, next week. So they have a a pretty tough – Tough, uh, tough start to their season. I think Nevada was picked to finish kind of high in the Mountain West because, from what I've read, they have a pretty they have a pretty decent team. So, Casey, if hopefully they will beat Stanford, but you should be watching. Uh, you should be watching this Nevada game if you have a second. Good note. Good note. All right, those were great picks. Great run through. Say that again. I said those great picks. Great run through. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you want to reiterate your your parlay favorite for the listeners? Uh, yes, my parlay is in order of games played: South Dakota plus fourteen and a half, K State money line, mm-hmm. and then Iowa money line, and then Texas minus seven. Okay. That is my parlay. Okay. I kind of switched mine up as I went on just because, you know, I'm going to go in order here of UCF minus five and a half off the start. Okay. And then we're going to go Kansas State minus three. And then we're going to go Alabama plus 18 and a half or minus 18 and a half, which is just a ballsy move by me which is kind of kind of really stupid honestly it was between that and Rutgers 14 and a half because I, I should have probably went Rutgers plus 14 and a half but I'm no, not putting money you're not on gonna, Rutgers you're not gonna not watch put, the, you're not gonna watch the Rutgers game either I'm not putting money on them fucking geez no but way. um last one is I, I'm gonna go with the Bears of Missouri State plus 36 
um, and, and I'm going to lock it in. I just, I want that week one. I'm not going to put a yeah. hundred bucks on this thing. I'm going right. to put 15 and I want to root for the bears to cover the spread and be in it. And that's Dude, why Wayne, I put it in there. You know what I think we should do, but this, this just gave me an idea for the podcast for when you come back on Thursdays. Um, we should make a parlay every week with three, power five or group of five teams and one FCS game. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Just so we have to cover our bases. So, like, we'll we'll do some fun things with the FCS thing, I think. I think we can, like, change conferences and, you know, like, I think one week we can do a Valley game, and then the next week we got to do an Ohio Valley game, and then the next week we got to do, like, a freaking Patriot League game. And right, right. Sounds just good throw me. it in. Yeah. A little bit of a tangent. <laughs> um, but uh, some games we didn't mention real quick. Sorry, Blaine, if I'm keeping you. I'm I'm here for it. Okay. Um, this is going on at the same time as Georgia Clemson, so I guess in commercials if you want to flip to it. I think Tech, Texas Tech at Houston is interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no reason, just two names that I like. Um, this is a weird one. Baylor has to go to Texas State. Hmm. That's weird. In state, but, yeah, that is very weird. Why is Texas State not coming? Down I somewhere? don't know. Some they probably must have. They probably signed a home and home or something. Right. It's probably good though for those schools to support. Like go there once every blue moon. You know, not great for Baylor, but okay. No, and then not great I. For I also like West Virginia, Maryland. Those are two big names that that's going to be a decent game. I think it's like a three point line there. Two and a half point West Virginia. It's okay. at Maryland. Yeah, I bet that's kind of like a. I bet that's kind of like a weird rivalry, kind of weird. Yeah, like, they're um, not very far. I went to Baltimore proximity. last month, and some went to Maryland, some went to West Virginia, and then oh, a really? lot of people are going to be going to that game from West Virginia because I think it's only like two hour drive. Nice. Okay. Good to know. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, we're not even really done, dude, because Sunday, dude, Sunday, we have Notre Dame versus Florida State. Did you know that? No. That's a good game. <laughs> That's a great game. Shout out to McKenzie um, Milton. McKenzie Milton. About, could make some noise there. Notre Dame. First is- start. Yeah, Notre Dame's back on the independent side this year because COVID, not in the ACC. They got a tough schedule. This could be fun. It's the same schedule they have every year, Blaine. It's brutal, though. They play like a couple. No, you know what? You know why their schedule's brutal? Because the names on there sound brutal. But when you actually dive into the teams, like, yeah, they play USC every year. USC blows. Yeah. Like, Like the last five or six years, they've been horrible. But everyone's like, everyone's like, uh, oh, the, the, what a what a tough what a tough matchup that is for them every year. It's ridiculous. I don't understand. And then they're gonna play like a mid-major ACC team, and then they're gonna play like North Carolina, which I mean, yeah, I guess North Carolina's good this year, but historically not good. And then they play like an academy team. They'll play like a Navy or an Army. And that's cool too. 
But that's not really that tough of a game for a program like Notre Dame. You got to be kidding me if you think that. And then they like play Michigan like early in the year. And Michigan for the last 15 years has been horrible. And Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh is horrible, dude. I think Harbaugh is on the hot seat. If he doesn't beat Ohio State this year, how do they keep him? He's not beating them. They're not, they're not well, getting rid of him. Okay, you were comfortable saying Scott Frost. They're going to get rid of him. I'm He's just saying, there, Harbaugh. I'm almost saying it as a joke, Chandler, as it's just like it's way, way past due for Harbaugh. And they just extended him for shits and gigs. If they lose to Ohio State again, you can't be the coach of Michigan and lose six times out of six. They are going to. Yeah, I mean, you would have to think Ohio State's the favorite. So, But the crazy tangent, back to Notre Dame. (laughs) Notre Dame just – I hate them. I really do. And they're going to win, though. They're better than Florida State. I already know it. Florida State, absolute dumpster fire. What the hell happened, dude? I know we talked about it, but, like, Jimbo, really? He was that big of a difference. I know he's a good coach. I'm not saying that. Great coach. National championship coach. But, right. dude, <laughs> they stink. <laughs> Jimbo could make a difference at Texas A&M this year. I kind of love Texas A&M. But, yeah, no, Florida State's bad. They have been bad. They made a bad – They what was a bad hire, too, right after I mean, Jimbo? Dude, they're kind the of toilet. a worse program than UCF. I mean, I guess I mean, that's not a hot of, take. I guess it's really Florida, not a hot take. Recently, no, not at all. Not You're at right. all recently. As of right now, I would say Florida is obviously the best. I would put think about Miami. Miami. Yeah. I put Miami in front of UCF, but I put UCF third in terms of Florida colleges. I mean, they might even put UCF above Miami recently. That they thought they won the national champ. That pissed me off, though. But they thought yeah, they won the national that was championship. So lame. How can any of them? <laughs> how can any of them like that? Uh, but Blaine, I hope you're not ready to be done because we have a game on Monday. Oh, Labor a, Day, not working a, Monday. It's a good one, dude. Yeah, shout out Labor Day, dude. We deserve Monday off. We get it for laboring. Yeah, let's go, dude. And guess what? It's Louisville and Ole Miss. If you're not intrigued by that, Lane Kiffin, give it to me, please. Yeah, big names, big names. Louisville, Louisville's kind of fallen off since Petrino, dude. Bro, Petrino and Lamar. Lamar Louisville is falling. Yes, Louisville was a top program in the country. I mean, they. I mean, Lamar won the trophy. Out. Louisville stinks. Now they are bad. They're bad. But uh, let's see. Who do they have? <laughs> do you know? I'm trying no. to think of. I'm That's trying what to I think. Mean. Of, they went from having guys like Lamar Jackson to you got to look them up. Right. You know what I mean? That's a big step down in your program. Imagine being on the Grove on a Monday Labor Day at Ole Miss in the middle of that. That would that, be fun. That's America right there. That is, that is Labor Day if I've ever seen it. Those, a lot yeah. of those guys are working some labor hours out there in Ole Miss. No doubt, dude. He that, what, what do you think that game's going to be like? I think Ole Miss is favored by 10, and I don't know. I, I think Lane Kiffin and he returns 
I think he returns quite a bit of his offense as far Does as weapons he? goes. Returns two wide receivers. Um, the all SEC running back. That's right. That's right. I just Googled uh, Jerrion Ely. I don't know if you remember that name, but he rushed for quite a bit last year. An all SEC guy. They get him back. So I, you know, I'm going Ole Miss here, and they could uh, put up quite a few points. Yeah. What's their quarterback's name? He was supposed to be some sort of. He has a chance to be a guy. Is it, um, Matt Coral, Corral? It's yes, Corral. it's Corral. Corral. Yeah, people are pretty high on him, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but Blaine, um, right before I let you go, how was your day? Was your day good? It was. It was good. I'm under the weather, man. I'm. I'm eating some Luden's cough drops and on some Nyquil Dayquil. Mm-hmm. I got got a little bug. Got to shake it. But football right, season, right. Labor Day, I got a big weekend ahead. So. Take yeah, the fluids yeah. and take care. But my God, was I you looking said, forward to this with you, Chandler, today? Yeah, I'm glad we got to be. I'm glad we got this uh, in tonight. Um, like I said, experience a little diversity with the with with work and just didn't have my phone on me. But we got it in, and I think it was a great pod. Um, Blaine, what are you doing this weekend? You got a bachelor party, you said, right? Yeah, my brother is getting married oh. in October, so yeah. we're going to go play um, some of the nicest courses down in the Ozarks uh, and have some fun on in your stomping grounds. Really? Table Rock, Branson Action, Branson Hills. Okay, and, and great course. There. So, yeah, it'll be Playing Buffalo Original? Nope, we're not. Mm. A little, little love steep that on the, on the, on the yeah. book, and it was hard to get a tee time, so we just kind of went with the classics. So, we'll have a lot love of fun. It. Definitely. What about you? You said you got a wedding at, wedding going too? Yeah, my buddy Michael Michael Briggs is getting married. Yes, okay, yep. Very nice. Yeah, he gets married this weekend. Um, I still, for the life of me, I think the wedding is in Burlington, Kansas, um, just a little south of Topeka. But I think it also could be in, like, Linden, Kansas, and I think it also be in, like, Asheson, Kansas, so I don't really know where it's at. I'm about to get that uh, figured out. Briggs, if but you're I, listening, probably probably call Chandler, maybe shoot him a text location. Yeah, maybe shoot me a text, but I know it's in BFE, or <laughs> I know it's in BFE, Kansas, so we'll figure we'll it fun. out, have but it'll be a great that. time. Nice. Well, Blaine, let's get out of here. I appreciate you uh, jumping on the pod with me. We will be back next Thursday. We didn't get any Chiefs talk, but we'll just not not that much to talk about. We'll save it all for the next week. Yep. Um, Blaine, talk to you later, buddy. Enjoy the rivalry. Peace. Peace.